0: Welcome to all of our guests today, and I see several guests, and we are so happy to have you. Um, Usually my wife says it, she missed it this morning, welcome to the friendliest church in town, even though we can't quite show it the way we like to show it, amen. We like to shake hands and hug necks high five and all that good stuff but sincerely to you if you're a guest today we welcome you and uh, thank you so much for being with us this morning if you're watching us online we welcome you again to those of you that would normally be here but because of the limitations on the number of people you're at home watching thank you and uh, to anyone watching, we pray that you are blessed by what God does here this morning. I, I want to sing just one more chorus now that we've got all that out of the way before we get into the, the Word of the Lord here this morning. Very simple chorus. Most of you know it. So if you join with me.
1: Here I am to worship here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to.
0: That
1: you're my God You're altogether lovely Altogether worthy Altogether wonderful to me Here I am to worship Here I am to bow
0: To say that
1: you're my God
0: You're all
1: together Hallelujah. i live i live to worship you to worship you i live to worship you i live i live to worship you to worship you i live to worship worship You. To worship You, I live. To worship You, I live. I live to worship You.
0: you today hallelujah 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 revelation chapter 4 begin with verse number 10 revelation 4 verse 10 you know i think some of you know this I think, I think some of you know this, but I don't know if you believe this. Every answer that you could ever need is in this book. Every answer that you could ever need is in this book. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Uh, this really isn't the focus of the message of really reading this verse, just a little bit of context. But the the idea here is when you get to heaven and you get a crown as your reward, most people, you get a trophy, you get a reward, you, you put it on a shelf, you, you display it, you hang on to it. But when we get to heaven and we get a crown as our reward, the thing that's not it's not going to matter our reward and so they cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things we didn't get here by evolution We didn't start off as gorillas or before that. Thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. For thy pleasure they are and were created. God, I thank you for the privilege of being in your presence again today, of joining again with other believers of like precious faith and the opportunity to lift up and exalt your name, the name that is above every name. Thank you for your presence that has been working in this place this morning. Thank you for the ministry you have already done in this service and I pray now that you would continue and that you would minister through your word today I pray God that this wouldn't be a sermon this morning but let it be a message that would come from you that somebody would be able to hear and recognize that it is from you Lord that you are speaking directly to them in the name of Jesus Trust you today. I depend on you. I confess that without you, I can do nothing, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, they are and were created you want to know why we're here you want to know the meaning of life there it is we were created we live for his pleasure we were created for his pleasure we weren't created for our own pleasure we weren't created to live out our own selfish desires. We were created for His pleasure. There's a there's a saying of Jesus. I've I've heard it all my life. I've heard it many times, and and uh, I I kind of the last couple of days. This verse came to my mind and I kind of saw it in a fresh new context. Those of you that have any interest or care for sports know that uh both Major League Baseball and the NBA are uh resumed and are playing their uh respective leagues and uh each of them in a in a um, certain way with certain guidelines and restrictions under the circumstances of COVID nineteen. And uh I it's my understanding or did I understand correctly, the NBA, they're all playing at basically one location. So and uh the bottom line is for both of them, there's there's no fans in the in the stands, there's no crowd there cheering them on. I've seen a couple of NBA highlights, and I didn't notice this. I may have missed this on there, but I'd, I didn't notice this on there. But I, I've watched a couple of times this week a uh, couple of highlights of a few games. In fact, the Orioles, um, uh, a couple of highlights from their games this week. And, and uh, I noticed something on those highlights. There is some simulated noise. The stands are completely empty. Although some some teams have uh, either put, I I saw one team or one game a couple of weeks ago. I noticed we were, I think, out to eat after Sunday night service, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know, I didn't notice who was playing, but it was one of the major league games. And and they actually, uh, a lot of the seats are behind home plate They had these kind of life-size photos of people put on the seats. But, but again, on the video highlights, there is this, there is this kind of roar and somebody is obviously controlling the volume, uh, based on what happens or does not happen. If there's a base hit or a home run, they turn up the volume some but it's all simulated because there are no fans in the stands. In football they call it the 12th man. If you're playing at home and it's your stadium they refer to it as the 12th man. There there really is and I've I've had a just a very very minor taste of it when I played basketball in high school. We actually had a couple of games where we had probably several hundred people in the stands, and so that's the biggest stage I was ever on playing. But there is something that happens between the players and the fans. there. There is an energy that gets created. And again, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how you tell from the video, but I don't know if they're playing that through the speakers in the stadiums Trying to, uh, simulate that or if it's simply the, uh, sound on the broadcast. But the bottom line is, again, it is, it's fake. I, I really can't quite decide if it's cheesy. Uh, part of me's like, you know what? That's just goofy. There's nobody there. That noise is not there. There's nobody to make that noise. And yet you are are creating a sound. But they're creating a sound because somebody understands the purpose of that sound. Somebody understands what happens in in that sound when that sound takes place. And when I was listening or watching and realized that a couple of days ago... This, this passage came to me, Luke 19 and verse 37. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest and some of the Pharisees. From among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke the disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you, that if these should hold their peace, if these don't do what they're doing, if these that I created to do what they're doing do not do it, even the stones are going to cry out. I gotta tell you, if I went walking outside in the parking lot to the right, my right, after service, and got to walking through there, and all of a sudden the rock started going, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, praise God, blessed is he who, I'm going the other direction. Because that's not normal. That's not the design. That wasn't, that is the simulated noise that if I can't get what I created humans to do from them, then I'm going to get it from someplace. It's not my choice. I would rather get it from those that are doing what I created them to do. But if they don't do it, I'm going to get rocks, hard, cold, dead rocks, to take their place. I know this is going to be probably somewhat of an oversimplification, and if you are a highly educated person here today, you you may argue with me intellectually, but uh, oh well. Really, I, I think you could say part of the biggest, or I think you could kind of summarize. The problems and the issues of our world today simply is this. Humanity, for the most part, does not live out the purpose for which it was created. Human beings do not live out the purpose for which we were created. Because, in fact, I, I think it, I may have it in my notes here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, here, here we go. Romans one twenty five says it this way who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. We as humans have put our own wishes, wants and desires above God's wishes, wants and desires. And that's why we've got Killing, And that's why we've got crime and that's why we've got adultery and that's why we've got all these other things that go on in our world is because people are living for themselves and there is absolutely no way to find true peace and joy in life by living for yourself. We are watching yet again another scandal unfold. As beloved politicians and celebrities are being uncovered for lifestyles that they have been living. For any of you that might get offensive or offended by calling names and the innocent without proof. I'm not calling any names. But the bottom line is there's enough to demonstrate. There's some stuff. Some junk. Because you can make millions and millions of dollars. You can be successful from the world's standards of success. You can live the lifestyle that people envy and dream of living. You can buy the finest there is in every aspect. You can go to the finest of places on vacation. You can you can rub shoulders with the most notable of people. But if you're living serving the creature more than the creator, there is absolutely no way to find true peace and joy watch this watch this romans 1 let me tell me tell you something if you've never read romans chapter 1 you need to go read romans chapter 1 today because romans chapter 1 tells you exactly why we are where we are today They served the creature more than the creator. They wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to please themselves. So watch what God did. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with women, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet. We want to know how we got to where we are today. We want to know how we've got to the point where the government legalizes things that the word of God says are an abomination. It's because the creature wanted to serve the creature more than the creator. And so God says, if that's the way you want it, I'm going to leave you alone. And I'm going to let you do what you want to do. In fact, I'm going to let you go beyond probably what you think you want to do. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. There are things that we stand for as a church today. There are things that we believe are sin today that the world now approves of that it really wasn't that long ago. Some of you older adults here know a time in which some of the things we are now, we are now criticized that we believe in as a church, society believed in those things. The things that we now can get persecuted for believing as Christians, there wasn't that long ago that most of those things in our country were viewed by non-Christians as wrong. But what happened? We pushed God out. We pushed God out of our schools. We pushed God out of our lives. We trying to confine God to a box. And so God says, if you want me out, I'm going to get out, but you got no idea what's coming when I get out. Being filled with all unrighteousness fornication wickedness covetousness malice maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. They know that. But... They not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. One of the other translations says it along these lines. They give away awards. They give trophies to those that do those things. Why? Because God created all things for His pleasure. And I'm going to tell you today, and I think I'm not the only one that could say this. I got a feeling there's some others that could testify with me. The best life you can have, the best life you can ever have is a life that is lived for His purpose and His pleasure. You want to talk about having a good life in this life? Then you make up your mind. I was created for his pleasure. So how does he want me to live? What does he want me to do? What does he want me to be? Where does he want me to go? What does he not want me to do? Because when I live for his pleasure, it's kind of like what a, a, a good parent does. I experienced this thankfully growing up, and I now try to live this. When when I see my kids doing well and being responsible and and going the extra mile in various areas, there are, there are, there is something inside of me that wants to reward them that's exactly what my heavenly father does. Hey, you're living for my pleasure. You're living for my purpose. Let let me do something for you. I got some stuff I want to give you. I got some things I want to bless you with. I I got some things I want to add to your life. And I, 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 again, I don't think I'm the only one that could testify today. There've been some times I've looked around at some things and I've wondered, I I don't know how I got that. I know I didn't really deserve it. I, I didn't have the means to do that. How did I get it? I got it because I understood my life was created to be lived for his pleasure. And if I will live for his pleasure, he is going to delight in me. And when he delights in me, he does good for me and to me and through me. But if I want to serve the creature more than the creator, if I want to do my own thing, my own way. You see, everything that's made has a purpose. Everything that's created has a purpose. The designer, the creator, the inventor has a purpose. And, and and you can use, in fact, I'm sure probably about every one of us at some point has used something different than what it was created for. I mean, I can, I can use these speakers as a seat. But I'm just going to tell you, I have no idea, I have no desire to stay here very long. It works as a seat, but it was not designed to be a seat. On the other hand, I'm very content to stay right here because it was made to be a seat. Do you know, I could probably, I mean, if it was too hard of a surface, maybe not. But I, I could probably drive a nail into a piece of wood with this microphone. I should have seen if we had an old junky mic somewhere. I I, I could. There's a, there's a wooden stool here i I bet you, I, I think if I had a nail, I could probably drive it into this stool. I got a question: When I get done with that, what do you think this microphone's going to look like? Probably not like this. If I use the head of it to drive the nail, I'm pretty certain it's going to be ex- at the very least extremely dented. If if that breaks off and I go down to the body of it, I don't know what what do you call these parts of the mic. <laughs> if I started back, I, I guarantee same thing. It'll get at the very least, it's going to get dented, scratched. May end up cracking. Why? Because I am not using it for its purpose. When used for its purpose, it does a really good job at fulfilling its purpose. When used for something besides its purpose, more often than not, it leads to some kind of damage and destruction. I know that sitting there on this uh, speaker is not going to damage the speaker, but it's going to damage me because that's not a cushioned surface, lumbar supporting. When you use something outside of its purpose, you might be able to accomplish something, but most of the time, something's going to get damaged in the process. Is it any wonder that humanity deals with so much heartache and pain and brokenness? Because how often do we try to function and live a life outside of the purpose that God created us for? And so we end up broken and battered and bruised because we decided to serve the creature more than the creator. But if somehow you and I would decide I was created for His pleasure. And so I want to find out how can I live? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to conduct myself for His pleasure? When all of that is done, I can promise you, as Jesus said, there's going to be life and there's going to be life more abundantly. Why? Because you were created for his pleasure. But it's possible. This isn't an easy thing to do. But it is possible. To convince God. I don't want anything to do with living for your pleasure. I don't know. There's probably some guys in here. I don't want to be. uh what Was it chauvinistic? Is that the right word? So there's probably some guys in here you could, this could be said of you, but in the context of my experience, it has to do with my mother and my wife and be in the kitchen and they got the water running and they've had their hands in the sink and they've been washing dishes and and I'll walk by and maybe need to rinse my hands off or something and go to stick my hand in the water and pull, ow! is hot and you get this look you you get this look are you a wimp or what what do you mean this is hot (laughs) this isn't hot you're right it's not hot to you because you've killed your nerve endings You've stuck your hands in that hot water so long that you have desensitized to the temperature. The rest of us haven't done that. It's hot. I don't care if you think it's lukewarm. It's hot, and I'm not a sissy. See, we, we, we do the same thing, we just don't quite realize it. Because we involve ourselves with things that are contrary to God's purpose. And usually the way it goes is the first couple of times, at least, that you willfully do things contrary to God's purpose for your life, there is a voice called your conscience. Because the Bible says that even the unsaved person has a conscience. The knowledge of right and wrong is not simply something that happens when you get saved. Paul says, and he used it in terminology that was symbolic, but he said even the Gentiles, they know what's right and wrong without being saved because there's something God put within us and it's called our conscience. But the problem is this. Every time you violate your conscience, it gets quieter. Every time you willfully choose to go against your conscience, it gets quieter. And the problem is this. We misinterpret that. We take that as being a good thing and a positive thing when actually it's a very dangerous thing. Because when I finally reach the point that what I used to do and get my conscience to convict me over, I now can do without a second thought. That just means I have worked I have worked hard enough to silence the voice. It doesn't mean that what I'm doing is actually okay. It doesn't mean that it's what was sin is now not sin. It just means I've worked hard enough to silence the voice. That's a dangerous place. You young people that have grown up in church, you young adults grown up in... You hear me right now, please. Please. What the world says is, Oh, that's just what your parents told you, and that's and that's the only reason you feel bad about it. Oh, it's just what the church says, and that's the only no, it's because God gave you a conscience. And the more you contradict that conscience and the quieter it gets quieter it gets, it's not because you are finding this freedom that you should have had all along. It's actually because you're entering into bondage. I I need a couple of you wonderful folks to help me out here. I'm not, this is not going to be anything to try to be unkind to you or, but, but I know some of you, if you're willing, you'll help me out. So, how how many of you here at one point you were, you were addicted to drugs? I see some people that gave butt God stories that don't have hands up. Did you? This is not a trick question. I need one more time. And you were. Let's add to how many of you were addicted to drugs or alcohol? Well, let's add gambling. God delivered you. Several hands. I got a question. Those of you that that were. Is there any of you that 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 addiction was leading to you were at a point where it was becoming very damaging, not only to your health, but to relationships, to family Several hands again. Uh, Do do me a favor, those of y'all that just had your hand up, will you put it back up for a second? I got one more question. How many of you that testify to that's where the point it reached, how many of you, when you started into that, you planned to end up where you were in that addiction? No hands. No, no hands. The heroin addict. The alcoholic who gets the paycheck and goes straight to the bar and blows a paycheck with a family waiting at home. They didn't plan. They didn't plan that. Nobody plans out start I'm gonna get addicted to drugs. I would like to ruin my they don't start out that way. It's a process. And and the enemy is so good. At telling us. well, It will never happen to you. It won't happen to you. Let me tell you something. When you start living your life. Outside of the God designed purpose. You have absolutely no guarantee. Where that path is going to end in this life. You do have a guarantee where that path is going to end after this life. You have no idea how far down that that may take you. Romans 9 and 20 says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replyest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why have you made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Isaiah 45 and 9 says something very similar. And woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it? Why makest thou or thy work? He hath no hand. Why why, why are you creating me this way? Isaiah said it. Woe. Unto him that striveth. The new century version says. The first part of that way, the verse this way. How terrible it will be. For those who argue with the God who made them. The new living translation. What sorrow. Awaits those. Who argue. With their creator. What sorrow awaits God. This is my life. That book is old fashioned. that book is out of date. That book's a bunch of myths. What sorrow is awaiting the person who wants to argue and go against God? See well it's not fair that's not fair it's not fair I know it's I know it's an inanimate thing, but what would you think if you went and at the after service today, those of you that drove here, you go get in your car and and used to you put the key in the ignition now more and more you put your foot on the brake and you push a button so whichever the case is, if you got in that car and went to start it and uh now cars talk to us, so this could be possible um what if what if that car responded to you and said, "You know what i I don't really feel like going anywhere right now." you know it it's a little bit hot today, and I don't really feel like being on that black asphalt with the sun beating down on me. I'm just gonna stay here in the shade, I'm just gonna stay here in the garage today. I'm sure all of you you would get oh, you'd get out of the car and you oh, sweet, sweet car, whatever you want, you get to have at it. I mean if you go to you go to use this thing and it starts glitching, you're about ready to throw it against the wall and break it. Why? Because it is supposed to serve you. And if this doesn't serve me, I'm going to find one that will. Because I bought it. I purchased it. When you argue over how you are used, you are saying who owned you. And if you own you, oh my, 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 I am so sorry for you. Cause you are, you are finite. You are limited. But when the one who created you is also the one you let own you, Wow! No, I am not preaching today that if you if you have given your life to Jesus Christ and are serving Him, that everything is fine, there's no pain, there's no sorrow, there's no difficulty. I'm not preaching that today. But I am preaching that. You want to talk about having the guarantee that the outcome of your life is going to be good. It is to live for the purpose for which you were created. And that was everything was created for His pleasure. Philippians 2 and 9, Paul says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now watch this. Oh, watch, watch this. You're reading. I want you, if you don't have a Bible open or device open, I want you to look and read that at the name of Jesus. What's that next word? Somebody shout that. I, I know you don't want to. Sp- spit out your germs, but somebody shout that word out. Every. I have a question. How many does every leave out? Every includes all. And Paul said, and I believe it's in Isaiah as well, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth. And things under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There will be a day when every knee is going to bow. And every tongue, every tongue, every tongue, every culture, every nation, every religion, every person, atheist included, is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But here's the deal. When that happens, it's not going to be pretty. When that happens, it's not going to be because they're so happy and excited. It's going to be because circumstances bring them to the point that it's like basically saying, Uncle, I give up. I quit. Okay. I acknowledge. But you know what is amazing? Is when you decide, I am not going to wait for a day. When every tongue is forced by circumstances to finally acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. I am going to willingly bow my knee in surrender and obedience, and I am going to willingly confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I got to tell you, when you do it that way, and what you can experience doing it that way is something that you just really can't imagine. When you truly decide that Jesus Christ is not just Lord, but Jesus Christ is Lord of my life, and I am going to live to the best of my ability for His pleasure. You see, some here today, and I'm going to need somebody to be honest again in a moment. Help me out a little bit. But some of you, you, you really kind of have lived those verses. Because most people, most people, not saying there aren't some, but most people do not make a choice to give their life to Jesus Christ when everything in their life is going wonderful. When you got a great job, you're driving a nice car, you're living in a nice house, family's good, health's good, everything, life is going the way you'd like for it to go. May not have everything you want, but it's, you know, it's a pretty good life. Most people do not decide at that point to surrender their life to Jesus. How many of you at the point at which you got saved? At the point at which you finally gave your life over to Jesus Christ? You were on the bottom. Things were not going real well. Life was a bit of a mess. You know what? Circumstances helped you to reach the point to say, Jesus Christ is. Lord to those of you that just raised your hand that that was the case when you surrendered your life to Jesus how many of you now has your life turned around from that point how many of you that were you were on the bottom then you're not on the bottom anymore oh, again not saying everything's perfect and great and well. life is life salvation does not exempt you from life Hello. I'm say it again. Salvation is not an exemption from life. Jesus said, "In this world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Salvation is the guarantee that the final outcome will be good. Everything every day may not be pleasant and wonderful. But the outcome will be good. Thou hast created all things. And for Thy pleasure they are and were created. I believe the Lord has sent some people today. You may either be a guest or you may come here regularly. I believe the Lord has sent some people today because if you were to be real honest today, if you were, if you were to be truthful between you and Jesus, you would acknowledge, I can't say that I'm really living for His pleasure. I can't say that I'm fully living my life for His pleasure. I'm just telling you, hear me today. There is absolutely no better life than the life that is lived for His pleasure. I don't know all the story and I'm assuming we're going to hear it some Brother Hurt spent several years in prison in fact if I heard correctly in one of his messages I listened to over the last week or two it was while he was in prison where God got a hold of his life that's that's what is one of the awesome things about God. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. If you will truly decide, I want to live my life for your pleasure. He has an amazing way of turning your life around. If, if you're a guest today, and this is especially if it's your first time here, and, and if you don't really know anybody, maybe somebody invited you, but beyond that, you, you don't really know anybody. Let me, let me just tell you something. Don't judge the background of these people that you see sitting around you by how they look today. Don't judge where they came from by what they look like right now. Because if some of you knew where some of these people came from, you probably would have moved seats. If some of you would have known about some of these people, where they came from and what they did, you, you, you ladies, if you brought a purse, you probably wouldn't have set it down. You'd have kept it in your lap. Afraid they might. Paul says it this way, such were. Some of you. Such were. But you've been washed. You've been sanctified. You, you've been justified. You've been made brand new by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've, you've decided to not live your life for your pleasure, but to live it for His pleasure. And because you've done that, scripture says it this way, I has not seen ear has not heard neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him would you just bow your heads right where you are right now please if you'd be willing to acknowledge again whether you're a guest today or you come all the time if you're willing to acknowledge that the Lord has been speaking to you this morning would you just your own words and in your own way, would you begin to talk to him right now? Would you just begin to express, be honest with him, Lord, I I've lived life for my pleasure, for my purpose, for my sake. I've made the decisions, I've made many decisions in my life based on my own pleasure and my own desire. I've I've determined the direction of my life many times based on pleasing myself. But but today, today, Jesus, I want to live my life for the purpose for which I was created. I want to live my life for your pleasure. I want to live my life for your glory. I want to experience what it is that you have for me when I truly live my life that way. Father, I pray that you would touch hearts and lives in this place right now. God, I pray for those. That have been caught in the trap of living for their own pleasure, living for what pleases them, living for what their own desires are. I pray today, God, that by your grace, you would help them to reach that point of bowing their knee and confessing that you Our Lord, you are the creator, you are the one that created us, and as the creator, you determined the purpose for which we were created, and so we we want to give our lives to living for that purpose. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus you've never experienced it. I just want to make sure you know the way it starts and the way your life turns around. Peter simply said it this way in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38 that we repent, ask God to forgive us of our sins, confess our sins, and Commit that we want to change. We want a transformation. He says we are baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of those sins, and then we are filled with his spirit. That's, that's the place that it really starts. Don't mean to be unkind. This is not intended to be a judgmental statement, but I believe it's based on the principles of the Word of God, if you have yet to have that experience, you, you you may be in the process of trying to live for His pleasure. But until that happens, you, you really haven't fully started living. Father, I, I also pray today, the enemy, his primary tool is deception. He is so good at telling us lies. He is so good at making promises that He never intends to come through. Father, I pray right now if there's someone here today that the lies of the enemy are causing turmoil and a battle in their minds and their spirits. If they're struggling and on the verge of buying into those lies. I pray today by your grace, by your help, that you would pull back the cover. Let them be able to see clearly in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Again, under the circumstances there's a lot of normal things that we do that we're not doing. I just, just feel to say this today. If you're a guest, we, we have every desire that we to do whatever we can to help you in your relationship and your walk with God growing and developing, and you personally, personally experiencing everything that God has for you we have people that would be willing to sit out and teach you about the bible share to you the amazing truths of the word of god and help you in that process of surrendering so if there's any way in which we can assist that we want you to know we're here assuming maybe somebody specifically invited you they can be a part of helping with that process but All of us are only here today by the grace of God. Not by works of righteousness that we have done, but it's by His grace that we are here. Praise God. Thank you again to all of you for being here today. Ushers are going to begin dismissing and Starting from the back, so once they get to your row, God bless you. Remind you, if you want to be here tonight, we still seem to have space on Sunday nights for more people. So even if you're not registered for Sunday night, you're welcome to be here this evening at 6 p.m.